All right. Welcome back to Sweating the Board. My name is Trevor Shores. I am your solo host for this episode here. My co-host Colton had some other things going on tonight, so I told him that I would take the reins for this episode. He would not to worry about this. I'll I'll do this episode all on my own. So let's go ahead. I do want to kind of explain one thing. We um, we were supposed to have a little episode come out uh, this past week before this past weekend here like previewing college football, NFL football uh, for this weekend. But uh, there was a technical error on the technology side here. There, the site we used was doing an update. So it was unfortunately our episode was not be able to make it out in time. But uh, we just decided that'd be best just to can that episode just because there'd be no point really releasing it when uh, you know the after the games have already been played when we were given our picks for that game. So that episode got canned. We're back with this one, uh, fresh and ready to go here. So we're hopefully this one should work out fine. Um, just a couple other house cleaning notes before we kind of get talking about the past weekend. Uh, Joe Biden is, did get president elect as of, I believe it was Friday or Saturday. Can't exactly remember which day. So he will be our 46th president of the United States when that he gets inaugurated in uh, January. So congrats to him. Um, also, sad news today, uh, Alex Trebek, host of Jeopardy, had sadly passed away today on Sunday, the age of 80, due to his uh, pan pancreatic cancer. Uh, Alex Trebek was loved by, basically universally loved by everybody. He was the perfect man for his job as host as Jeopardy. Uh, everybody loved him. Everybody loved watching Jeopardy. He, when you thought of Jeopardy, you thought of Alex Trebek. Uh, so it can be very sad. Um, don't know what the future of Jeopardy is going to entail. If they're going to find a new host, um, they're just going to cancel the show. No idea, but you know, our thoughts and prayers are with Alex Trebek and his family. So why don't we go, why don't we just move ahead to a lighter note, kind of recapping the weekend. Uh, and I just thought ever since Mac football last Wednesday, up until today, Sunday, it's just been you know, we've had football every single day, but I thought it's been great football all weekend. Really great games across the board here. Um, just fun, exciting football and really not a whole lot of duds to think that I can think off top, just a few of them, but just not, you know, more, more good games than bad ones, I think. So I thought we'd just recap our Colton and I's picks from this past weekend. So um, obviously we didn't have an episode come out, but if you follow our social media uh, at Zoom Disputed on Twitter and Instagram, we are starting to post more of our picks on there in case of things like this happening where um, we're able to hear our picks. So, so if you're following our Instagram, especially our Instagram stories, we were posting our picks on there to kind of follow along. So Colton's picks, um, he had previously had the Packers money line and the under 51 is a parlay. Um, both uh, Packers did win, but unfortunately the game, I believe it pushed at 51. So he did not win his parlay there. Um, in the college world, he had Indiana plus three against Michigan. Uh, that hit uh, Indiana controlled that game. I'll talk about that game in a little bit. Um, Indiana won that game outright. Then he decided to take Michigan State plus seven. Boy, was that a mistake on his part here, especially Michigan State plus seven against Iowa. Iowa absolutely throttled Michigan State. We'll get to that game later as well. So that was a miss there. Um, in the NFL world, he had the Vikings minus four and a half against the Lions. That hit 
very well, I believe. Let me scroll, see if I can find that score quickly. That score ended up, let's see. So then some other games I'll kind of go over briefly that I hadn't touched, talked about yet before. Um, Tennessee Titans beat the Chicago Bears 24 to 17. And I watched this whole game. I about fell asleep because this game was just very unexciting um, for me because the Bears offense is, like I've said for weeks, just pitiful, terrible. Any synonym like that would be best to describe that. They just, at no point in this game, once the Titans got up, I didn't feel like the Bears had a chance to even win just because even though the score is only a seven point uh, game, it was not even, it wasn't even that close. The Bears scored those two touchdowns to get within seven, to get to 17, I think in the fourth quarter. So Tennessee covered the six under hitting at 46 and a half. Like we've said before, the Bears usually any, really any team that the Bears play, those teams kind of have to play more towards the Bears. They really don't give a whole up a whole lot of points. Um, So the under at 46 and a half hit here. I am not seeing that score on our sheet. Oh, here we go. I just found it. Minnesota 34, Detroit 20. Like I said, covered that. Minnesota covered that easily. Um, So there was another winner for him. He A loser he had was the Colts Ravens over. He took the over of 47. That game, kind of a lower scoring game, kind of played more toward the Colts favor there. Although the Ravens ended up winning 24 to 10. Ravens ended up covering that game two and a half, undergoing just hitting at 47, or excuse me, under hitting there. Um, his, I think it was close to 47. He had, yep, he had 47 as well. So a miss there. Um, and his last pick he had pending is the Saints plus four for the Sunday night game that is happening um, right before or right after I record this. I'm recording between the afternoon slate of Sunday night of Sunday football and the Sunday night football game there. So there's his picks, his recap. And then my picks, my recap. Uh, so like I, I previous, like I, um, I recorded last time I was wanted to do the 14 four day parlay again, just to see if I could do a little bit better. The first time I did it, I lost on the Friday game, which was bad. So that, that parlay got ruined basically before I even get to Saturday this time. Uh, I'll just kind of recap my parlay. It, I had took BYU minus three and a half. That did hit for Friday. So I got at least one day into it, but then I lost my second team was I had Georgia minus three and a half. They got absolutely beaten by Florida. We'll talk about that game later. So that, that, autom- that just automatically lost for Saturday. Then Sunday, I would have lost again. because I had the Broncos plus four against the Falcons. They Falcons took it to the Broncos this time. So Either way, it would have lost. And then my final pick was the Patriots Jets under 42, which when you're listening to this on Monday, uh, we'll, we'll have to be playing on Monday night. So to be determined on that one there. So four day, 14 four-day parlay is 0 for 2, but we did pr- improve a little bit, going getting one, at least one game right out of the deal there. A couple other my winners from the weekend. I had uh, back to college, Oregon. Minus 11 against Stanford. Um, Oregon just, you know, took it to Stanford. Really wasn't that much of a game. They won 35-14, overhitting at 51. So the, my pick of Oregon minus 11 did hit. My other, uh, my other winner from that was my only co- other college pick. My winner from Sunday today, as I'm recording, was the Seahawks Bills over 55. That game was. Bills took it to the Seahawks right away, um, just kind of went out, 
went out in front. Uh, Seahawks, you know, tried to play catch up as the game went on, but Bills were just too far out ahead. Uh, like I said, won 44 to Bills end up winning 44 to 34 over had no trouble there. I believe the over hit in the third quarter. So really there's no sweating out that one. Um, so Seahawks getting their second loss of the season. Then my two losers from the weekend so far, or from Sunday today, the, I had the Steelers minus 14 against the Cowboys and boy almighty. I couldn't believe what was happening in that game. The Cowboys I believe they're on their fourth quarterback so far this year. Garrett Gilbert started today, and I don't know who this team was. I don't know what the Steelers were really doing because the Cowboys really had no, not too much issue moving the ball and stuff on the Steelers in the in the first half. Pretty much, I'm looking at box score right now. Yep. So at halftime, it was 13 to nine. Cowboys were winning. Then th- end of the third quarter, it was 19 to nine, and People were kind of people were kind of getting a little nervous online, but Steelers ended up scoring 15 points in the fourth quarter, winning the game 24-19. Cowboys got their first, even though they didn't win, they did cover for the first time this season. So, shout out to the Cowboys there. And then my other loser from the week from Sunday was the Arizona Cardinals Miami Dolphins under a 48 and a half. And boy, was I sure wrong here. Coming into this game, both teams were statistically better at the under, but it was a very high-scoring affair. Um, Dolphins ended up winning 34-31, just pretty much a back-and-forth contest throughout. Um, The over, like I said, so the total ended up being 65, which smashed the over on that one. So a couple other losers, and like I said, have Patriots-Jets pending for Monday Night Football. So we can kind of move into back to college a little bit, kind of recapping. I won't go over every single game since it's just me. I'll kind of touch touch on the big ones that I thought were good. Friday, uh, number nine, BYU took it to Boise State, 51 to 17. BYU is a three-point favorite. They covered easily on that one and the over hit of 63. That was BYU's is easily one of the best group of five teams out there this season. So they are they're trying to knock on that door to the college football playoff. So we'll kind of keep seeing, see if they can actually get in. And then number 11, Miami, won a, th- won a back and forth contest over North Carolina State. This was the toughie game as they ruled it. Uh, North Carolina State's mascot passed away. And what they say is anytime you have a significant person in your program pass away, you usually bet that team. And even though North Carolina State did not win, they covered the 10 and a half. And that over hitting total ended up being 85 points and the over under closed at 59. So both overs hitting on Friday nights. Then we moved to Saturday. I think the biggest game of the weekend, biggest game of the year so far was number four, Notre Dame upsetting number one, Clemson in South Bend, Indiana. Notre Dame won 47 to 40, um, won that game outright. Won this game in double overtime. This game went to two. We had two extra overtimes to watch, and both um, said Notre Dame won outright, and the over closed at 52. A lot of people were saying they thought this game would be a low-scoring defensive battle, but both offenses shined in this game. Notre Dame comes out on top, so I believe 
the AP poll shows Alabama one, Notre Dame two, Ohio State three, and I think Clemson fell to four. So they didn't fall too far. And again, this game was without without Trevor Lawrence as well. So I'm sure these two teams will meet again in the ACC championship game. I'm sure Trevor Lawrence will be back for quarterbacking for the Clemson Tigers. So it'll be a very exciting second game if they do meet up in the ACC championship game. The second, the second most popular game of the day was probably number eight, Florida, and number five, Georgia. Florida winning this game 44 to 28. Georgia was a three and a half point favorite going in. Florida winning outright. Um, again, people thought this game didn't know if Florida's offense would be able to score on Georgia's defense. And sure enough, Florida took it to them, controlled pretty much the whole game. They, especially that second quarter, I believe, when Florida started pouring on a little bit. Um, total close of 52 and a half. So like I said, another big, another big high scoring game that easily hit the over there. A couple other quick games I'll kind of touch on. Uh, number 13, Indiana beating um, number 23, Michigan, 38-21. Indiana seemed in control that whole game. Indiana was a plus four. I, like we said, that was one of our picks. I also hit that one easily over close at 55. Um, to, Total ended up being 59, so another great over. A lot of overs this weekend I was, as I'm kind of looking up and down the uh, scores this weekend. I know I got a buddy who's a Michigan fan. He's kind of – I wouldn't say he's kind of – he's starting to kind of panic a little bit just because this is Michigan's second straight loss, and he's not really sure where, where Michigan stands at this point. Indiana's clear, in my eyes, the clear number two team in the East behind Ohio State. They've got wins over – Penn State at home. They've got win another win over Michigan at home. So Indiana, in my eyes, is the clear number two team in on that east side of the Big Ten. So good for Indiana having a great season. Also, this is the first time, and I think they said 27 years, Indiana beat Michigan. So I said this is the year. If there's any time to do it, this is the year to do it. Indiana's got this great team here. So good for Indiana. Uh, let me see what else kind of pops out for me. Um, number 20, USC beating Arizona State. Now, Arizona State was in control most of this game. But then USC came back and just won it in the fourth quarter. I believe they had two, two scores within about 90-some seconds of each other to win this game. I didn't like the, 11, the minus 11 USC was favored by, but I did like the under just because I thought, you know, this is a 9 a.m. West Coast game, so they're not used to this. I thought the game would be a little bit not very high scoring, but it turns out, uh, I got it at the under of 56, and the both teams scored 55. So that was another winner for me on that game there. I'm just pulling up my picks from yesterday, my actual picks from yesterday, just going over a few, few more. Arkansas beating being Tennessee 24-13. I took Arkansas plus two. I'm telling you people, Arkansas, I believe, is now either 5-0 and or 6-0 and or something like that against the spread and even winning some games outright. We got to keep tailing Arkansas until they lose for us. I just got to keep repeating that. Um, Kansas State, uh, I took Kansas State plus 14 because I saw they were like 10-2 and as double-digit home underdogs the last 12 games. Uh, Kansas State lost 20-18, so they only lost by two points, which really they could have won that game outright, but they had a I believe they had somebody there like a fumble or something like that. Oklahoma State picked it up at the, at the, at the very end of the game to get that two-point win for the Cowboys there, but Kansas State still covered the 14. Um, let me see what else. Another, another big – some are considering an upset. Number 25, Liberty, beating 
Virginia Tech, I believe it was at Virginia Tech as well. Liberty was a 14-point underdog going into this game, and Liberty won outright 38-35. Um, I took Liberty plus I, – I closed at 14, but I got at 16 and a half, so I got a few extra points to work with, but didn't necessarily need them. So good for Liberty, coached by former Old Miss coach Hugh Freeze. So I think he's going to be – kind of get this program built up so he can kind of get, get back into a big-time – power five coaching job as well. Then I'll hit a couple of losers I had. So I had taken the, so Iowa beat Michigan State 49 to seven, absolutely destroyed Michigan State, even after Michigan State's coming off that big win over Michigan. Um, Iowa found its offense, defense stepped up, even in the special teams too, they had a punt return for a touchdown. Um, Iowa covered the five and a half easily, but I thought my initial pick for this game was the under of 46, which Iowa hit the over on that one on their own. Like I said, it was 49 to seven. So good win for Iowa getting the first win on the board. Iowa has a short week. They go to uh, Minnesota for this coming Friday here. So I'm sure Colton, if Colton and I talk about this, we'll have a deeper, deeper analysis on this game here as they go up and try to secure uh, Floyd, the trophy they played for. So and then let me just double check, make sure I didn't miss any other picks. Uh, I did take the, I thought, over of West Virginia, Texas. I thought these two teams would be very high scoring, but it was a very low scoring Texas win, 17 to 13. So the under went very much under there. So that was another loser for me. I think that was pretty much it. So that was a lot of, a lot of college football uh, scores and analysis before um, we kind of move to the NFL. I'm just looking now in my notes to see if there's any other major news for from, from Saturday. Oh, one more thing we did talk about on our episode that didn't get record or posted, um, back to the Florida-Georgia game. So before coming into this game, going back to like 2008, each team won three straight games in a row. I believe it went Florida from like 08 to 10, Georgia 11 to 13 and then Florida and then Georgia you can correct me if I'm make I'm not I don't have it exactly pulled up in front of me right now but that's about roughly what it was every three years they, each team won for three straight years now Florida takes the uh so we see Florida win for another three straight who knows we'll revisit that next year but good for Florida Dan Mullen getting that big win of the seat of their season so far so let's move back to NFL a little bit. Um, I mean, some notable games that kind of back to Thursday night football, the Packers won over the 49ers 34 to 17 Packers were anywhere from a five to a seven point favorite. They easily cover that game. No issues. Um, the over. So depending on where you had the over under, we had it at 50 and a half was the over in the game and at 51. So we won the over there, despite the 49ers not having both tight end George Kittle and quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers did score, or excuse me, both the Packers and 49ers scored 17 the fourth points in the fourth quarter to help that overhit. There was a touchdown on the last play of the game that led to the overhitting by one point. So there's where that overhitting, depending on, we had it 50 and a half, so we did win it by that half a point there. Then one game that I thought that was very exciting, kind of keep our eye on, was the Kansas City Chiefs and the Carolina Panthers. The Kansas City Chiefs were 11 point favorites and going into this game I remember Colton and I were talking we thought the Panthers like 
had a, had a really good chance to cover, even maybe a decent chance to even win this game. And I believe this game came down to like one of the very last possessions of the game. Panthers covered the 11 easily. And I believe Teddy Bridgewater is like a double digit underdog is now like 18 and two or 16 and two or some ridiculous stat like that, where it's insanely good on as a double digit underdog. So like I said, this game was very high scoring uh, over closed at, over under close at 52 and a half. Uh, total was 64. Two teams scored, so Kansas City Chiefs get another win. Game I didn't really pay too close attention to, but it was close. Houston, Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars. Houston won 27-25. Houston couldn't cover the minus seven. This game going over their total of 50 and a half. Because I don't have a whole lot on this game just because it wasn't really on my radar. Um, but let's see. Giants and the Washington football team. Uh, Giants going on the road, winning 23 to 20. Um, this game pushed because it was wa or Washington was a three point. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm wrong. This Giants won this outright. Giants were a three point uh, underdog here. So Giants winning outright. This game going over, they were at 41 and a half, but going hitting 43. Then even though we, we talked about Pittsburgh and Dallas already, another kind of game that was kind of really, I don't think really talked about a whole lot just because of Pittsburgh-Dallas was the Las Vegas Raiders and the LA Chargers. Uh, Chargers were uh, anywhere from like a one-point favorite to a, it was even a pick -em at one point, uh, but looks like the Raiders took care of business at the Chargers. They won 31-26. This game actually going under the total. The total was 53 and a half. This game ended up at 47, so going under in that boat. Then we already talked about the Dolphins-Cardinals. Uh, Dolphins were the underdog, four-and-a-half-point underdogs, winning outright. Um, this game, like I mentioned earlier, thought this game would go under just because statistically they were had a better had a better record for the under, but this game easily goes over the 48 that was closed at, total being 65 here. So that's a recap of the – um, noon games and the three o'clock games. And then currently right now, the Saints and the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are have kicked off already. This game, we had it initially as Tampa Bay minus five, but I believe I before I hopped on here, I took Tampa Bay minus three. I was kind of leaning just because Bucks are at home. Usually the Saints don't usually play as well on the road. And I definitely took the over of 52 uh, 52 here between both teams. I just think, you know, both teams know how to score, can score when they want to. The Buccaneers, is, I believe this is the first game for Antonio Brown, so hopefully he has a decent showing tonight. And I believe Michael Thomas for the Saints is also back um, for the Saints. Hopefully he can help them put up some points there. So my, my picks for these games, but even though by the time this comes out, the game will be over, my picks were Tampa Bay minus three and the over 52. So now we can go ahead and move on to our best five for the week. So we've got Monday night football coming as you're listening to this now. Colton did text me a few picks before um, I hopped on here. So I thought I'd read those out for him so he can, he can keep track. Um, he's taken the Jets plus nine and a half points against the Patriots. And he's also taken the under of 41. I believe this over-under is moving anywhere between 41 and 42, roughly. So I agree with him for the over, or the, excuse me, for the under of 41. Um, I'm not touching the spread on this game just because I'm not entirely sure what we're going to get because 
This Patriots-Jets game is a lot different from the previous games we've gotten before. Patriots sort of struggle a little bit. Jets are the Jets. So um, I'll just I'll agree with his two or his 41 there. And then my picks for those are his two picks. So I get I have my five picks ready to go. I'm taking my first pick is the Jets team total under 15 and a half points here. I think the Jets have just been struggling offensively. They haven't been putting up a whole lot of points. And I just looked up the last four, last five games for the Jets have scored. So they've scored nine, 10, zero, 10, and then 28 against the Broncos. But that was back in early October. So if we're just looking at the last four, they have not yet uh, eclipsed more than 10 points. So I think, my first pick is the Jets team total of under 15 and a half points. My second pick for the this Monday night football game is the first half total over of 20 over 20 and a half points for both teams here. I went back and looked at the uh, look at the first half totals for both these games and they've ranged anywhere from like 18 to 24. So some of these can go. Low, lower scoring around that 18 to 20 mark and others have gone a little bit higher on that 20, 21 to 24 mark here. So I'm thinking Patriots should be able to jump on them early and be at that first half over of 20 and a half points. So those are my two picks for Monday Night Football. Then I've got a couple other picks for both the Mac football. So Mac football, it came back last week. All the six games were on Wednesday. This week they are spread out between Tuesday and Wednesday this week. So we get a little bit of three games on Tuesday, three games on Wednesday. Uh, my first pick, I am taking the Miami of Ohio and Buffalo over. I've looked on a few different books and we don't really have a total yet for both of these or for this game here, but just going off of last week, both of these teams went over in their games. Buffalo went over by 25 and a half points. Miami went over by 12 and a half. So we, They've shown they can both score. So whatever this over is, we're going to jump on it right away and take the over in the Miami of Ohio Buffalo game. My second pick from action this week is Central Michigan minus six against Northern Illinois. As I'm kind of looking at the at some books right here, it looks like uh, it's basically pretty split between Central Michigan minus six and Northern Illinois plus six, but Again, just going off last week, Central Michigan won their game, covered their game by five and a half points, and Northern Illinois lost their game by 19 points and lost their spread by four and a half points. So Central Michigan's on the road at Northern Illinois, but I think my pick is here, Central Michigan minus six here. So that so just once again, that Miami of Ohio Buffalo game is on Tuesday, and then that Central Michigan Northern Illinois game is on Wednesday. And then this week, this coming weekend here, we have the Masters tournament being played. As as you can remember, it got postponed. It usually isn't back in June, but that got postponed due to COVID-19. So they moved it all the way to this coming weekend here, the second full weekend in November. So got the Masters. It's always exciting to watch. First two rounds are on Thursday and Friday. And then the Second two or the last two rounds are on Saturday and Sunday. So 
since we won't record another episode before they tee off on Thursday, I'm going to go ahead and give my pick for who I think is going to win. I decided I kind of looked at the odds, kind of seeing who was favored. I saw, um, I'm going to pull that back up here in just a second. I believe the favorite going into the, um, going into the tournament was Bryson DeChambeau. He's been having a great, um, great PGA season so far. I believe he was plus 800 to win. That was the favorite, um, favorite going into the tournament here. Yep. Here we go. So the next couple on the line were John Ram at 10 to one odds and Rory McIlroy on the 11 to one. My pick for, to win the Masters tournament, I'm going to pick Dustin Johnson. He is currently plus 1000 to win at, at 12 to one odds. Dustin Johnson came within one stroke of winning last year. And that's when Tiger Woods won his fifth Masters tournament in that 2019 Masters. That was awesome to see. But again, Dustin Johnson was one of three runners up behind Brooks Kepka and Xander Shoffley as a runner up. So I think I'm going to pick Dustin Johnson just because I know he's done traditionally well, not only this year, but as in the Masters previously. So my pick is going to be Dustin Johnson to win the Masters here. So it's a long shot just because Masters are four days. A lot of things can happen. So we will... Um, you never know. Just kind of throw, throw a little bit on it, win a little bit, win, win some big money here. So why not? It's, Masters only comes around once a year and might as well hop on it when we can. So let me go back to my cheat sheet here. I believe that's kind of everything. We've covered a lot here and I feel like I've been talking forever. So I'm gonna, sure you guys are sick of listening to me here. So thanks to you for listening so far. Um, I believe Colton will be back next time. So it'll be more of a conversation rather than me just rambling on. So Thank you for listening and follow us on social media at Zoom Dispute on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll catch you next time.